next week, I will be um, at a youth rally um, out of state, and John is going to be preaching um, next week. Uh, and but one of the I always think about this whenever I go speak at a place is the introduction matters. And I do I do I do two different things at youth rally. Sometimes I'll preach, and sometimes they just want me to be funny for like an hour, um, and that's a job too. Um, and I've had, in like, like recently, the most recent time I did um, stand-up at a youth rally, a guy came up to me beforehand, and he goes, are you funny? I was like, I don't, I don't know. They keep asking me, so I don't, but beyond that, I mean, I'm just, I don't want to tell you, yeah, you know, get ready, or I don't, that just seems like such an over, um, an over-promise. Um, I, I had I was actually preaching at a youth rally one time, and the only introduction I got from um, the nitwit youth minister there was, Benjamin's real funny, uh, listen to him. And I was like, I don't have anything, I was going to talk about God. You know, you guys know, sometimes when I talk about God, I talk about death a lot. And it can, get more, it can get tough at times, and sometimes it's not going to be funny, but thanks for introducing me like that. Uh, I, is my rule, I like to under-promise and over-deliver. I would much rather tell you it's going to be okay um, and do well than tell you it's going to be the greatest thing you've ever seen on the face of the earth and then just do okay. Um, and so I like to um, underpromise, overdeliver, and that's fine because in life everyone's just broken. I remember I, I love when we lived in Texas. I love this gas station bacon cheese biscuit. There was a bacon cheese biscuit at the Road Runner there on the Arkansas side that was delicious, and I would go I, on my way to work. I would go past that. Um, uh, gas station because um, I wanted to get bigger, and I uh, was, uh, and then I'd get one of those, and I told Rachel about them, I said, Rachel, these are the best bacon cheese, like the best breakfast biscuits you've ever had, and we went by there, I said, they were the best, and she didn't like them, and our marriage, listen, our marriage survived, <laughs> but it wasn't ideal for a while. I, man, she was like, they're not that great. Who are you? What? So I, you know, get, get a quit. I, I should have, what I should have done has been like, we're going to get breakfast at this gas station. It's meh. You know, it's fine. And then maybe it would have been great. With this church, oftentimes, I don't, uh, I, I, I overprom, and I, I feel like I can overpromise with you guys because, uh, when people show up here, they do feel loved, and they do feel um, uh, cared for. And so when I tell people that they're going to feel loved here, I mean that. But there's not a lot of things that you can't, over, that you can't overpromise except God. Like, when I, when I tell people about the gospel, I'm not going to hold back. You know, I'm not going to tell people about the gospel and say, well, it, it's pretty good. I don't think you can outpromise the gospel. I don't think you can say like, "Oh, it's it's 
everything you say about what God has done for you, how spectacular and how amazing it is, it is true. And more so, I just can't even fathom what God has prepared and planned for us, for His people. And so the gospel does a lot of things well. The good news does a lot of things well. But I think, even though you can't overpromise the gospel, I think we've underpromised it. And it's because we like to focus on things. We like to like have a particular focus over here, or focus over here. And you, well, this is really important, but and it's, and it's tough. It's tough whenever you talk about anything for 25 minutes, you're going to leave it out. Because I could give you a big explainer about the life of Jesus, but then we're going to talk about the, the, his birth, his miraculous birth. What was that like? The feeding of the 5,000. There's some gospel stuff there. Like all through the gospels, the gospel's real heavy and it's doing a lot of things. But one of the ways we've underpromised the gospel, and it's not not true, but it's not all the way true, is we've said that the gospel of Jesus Christ is that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. That's true. But we're underpromising. And my tendency, and this is, we'll just confess here, my tendency is to say Jesus died on the, on the cross to, to forgive you of your sins and conquer death. And I think even when I say that, Paul, who wrote Ephesians, would tell me I'm still under-promising the gospel. The gospel came to do something big. And it did. Forgiving of, a, forgiving of, of our sins is huge. We need forgiveness of our sins. Conquering death is huge. We need resurrection. The hope that death is not eternal is big for me. But Paul talks about the gospel in a certain way. And he's, he's talking to this church of people, people in this church who are divided. There's, there's some division. There's uh, Gentile Christians. There's Jewish Christians. And th 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 those are, those are, that's a tough division. And he's told them all throughout that Jesus came. He's told them throughout Ephesians. He's talked to them about the gospel, that Jesus' is death and that we've been re resurrected with him. He's said this over and over again through his preaching and through his ministry and through his letters. Listen to what he says here. For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of the Gentiles, surely you have heard or for this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ, am the prisoner of Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is, here it is, that the gospel, the, uh, that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together in one body, and sharers together in the promise of Christ Jesus, of Jesus the Christ. 
the gospel is for the Gentiles is a uniting message. That we are now, it's no longer Jew nor Greek, as he says in uh, Galatians. It's no longer, it's not no longer that we have this one group over here and this one group over here that, that they believe one thing and they're promised and these people are, are left out. That there are some that have and some that have not. That the gospel of Jesus, the salvation that we find in the cross, the forgiveness of sins we find in the cross, the resurrection we find through Jesus' defeating of death, that that is a uniting element. That what that does, the, the gospel forgives your sins, it conquers death, and it defeats division. Jesus forgave your sins, he conquered death, and he defeated division. And share, we are sharers together in this promise of Christ Jesus. Next verse. I became a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery for which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Time out. Just pause. Um, can we do it like a Ferris Bueller style pause here? Um, I um, Next week, John, John's going to preach. The next week, um, I'm not moving on to Ephesians, the end of Ephesians 3. I'm going to spend the whole sermon talking about rulers and powers and authorities and demons and angels and God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cover it all in hopefully less than 45 minutes. Um, it's all in my head. I just have to arrange it a little better. Um, the, uh, but it's essential to understanding verses like this. There's not a ton of verses like this, but verses like this, there's going to be one later in Ephesians, but I don't want to spend all my time on it there. So I'm going to create, we're going to have this one separate sermon where when Paul, when Jesus, whenever the gospel writers, uh, whenever the people in the Old Testament talk about a demon, when they talk about, um, when, they, when they talk about the rulers and the authorities and the hosts of heaven, what does that mean? Um, if you want to bring a notebook, that's fine, but hopefully I can convey it in a way that's clear enough to remember. Um, talk about overselling. Um, anyway, so we're gonna do, we're gonna handle that in two weeks. Two weeks, rulers and powers and authorities in the heavenly realms. What does that mean? Why does it matter? Verse eleven. According to the eternal purpose of that that He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in Him through faith. I mean, in Him and through faith in Him, we may approach God with freedom. We, all of us, may approach God with freedom and confidence. So that, that verse there, go one more back. Uh, in Him, through faith in Him, we may approach, we, all of us, the, the, the divisions, the Jews, the Gentiles, the males, the females, the slaves, the free, everybody may approach Jesus with 
preach God with freedom and confidence. This is gospel, guys, because before we weren't, we weren't confident. Before we weren't free, without Jesus, we would not be free to approach God with confidence. Without Jesus, we would not, as a group, feel good about our standing before God. God has united His people. The Jews, the Gentiles, all of this comes together for us to be one people of God. And this is not just sort of a side thing that might be a good idea. This is gospel work. Jesus, through the gospel, forgave us of our sins, defeated death, and defeated division. Unified us. Another way to say that is the gospel um, uh, forgives us, sanctifies us, resurrects us, and unifies us. But this, like what it's doing at a core, it's creating a community. So when people talk about, well, I want to be a Christian, but like, I don't know about the church thing. If you're going to follow Jesus, you follow Jesus into a community that follows Jesus. That's just the way it works. We, we, can't, we can't be individualistic about this. So, we are unified in the name of Jesus. We are forgiven in the name of Jesus. We are resurrected in the name of Jesus. But those, those, the first two, the, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection, that pushes us, the grace that God gives us pushes us to unification. We are now a people. Christianity is not an individualistic sport. It's one in which, or an activity, it's one in which we have to lean on each other. He goes on and finishes off this section. He says, I ask you therefore not to be discouraged because of my suffering for you, which are your glory. He said, I'm Paul says, I'm suffering because I'm preaching this unification of Gentile and Jew. And you should, be, you should be proud of it. Because we are, we are so different. But it's what makes us different that makes us unified. Makes, makes the miracle happen. The, um, Nolan got a Rubik's Cube recently. Um, and it was awful. He got it out of one of those... Uh, uh, little toy things where you put the quarters in, which those used to be a quarter. Now you're putting like 80 quarters in like five different slots. He got it. It was awful. So we went and got him um, a, an actual Rubik's Cube to mess with. He just, he just wanted, he said, Daddy, I want one of those things. It's like, me too. Let's do it. Um, it is really really easy to mess up a Rubik's Cube. They, no, Nolan wanted it, and he wanted to just turn it one way and turn it the other, and then turn it back, and then a couple times he was like, nailed it! I was like, cheater. <laughs> Told him to go to his room. 
But he, uh, but one, two, three, four, and it's gone. And he brings it to me. He's like, how? I want it back. I'm like, well, your daddy's a dum-dum. <laughs> so... What's hard is when, when it's all divided like that is making it into something. That's what's difficult about a Rubik's Cube is it's got to turn into something. And knowing what goes where and to make it this, this, I don't know, I kind of enjoy the fact that it's all different colors. If you don't know how to do one, you have to enjoy the fact that it's all different colors. But this, we are easily divided. We are easily messed up. The fact that we are unified in the name of Jesus is good news, and it's miraculous. So that, that's, that's why whenever we talk about um, giving your life to Jesus, when we talk about... Um, being baptized into his death, burial, and resurrection, you come forward in front of the people you're going to be unified with. In front of the people that you're going to walk with God with. You are baptized with witnesses. Because all these people are out here saying, we're following Jesus too. And now you're with us. The craziest thing is when we make people achieve something before they give their life to Jesus. Well, if we're going to baptize you, you've got to quit doing this thing. Maybe eventually, yes. But un unless you give your life to Jesus, you can't look like him. And so therefore, it's probably pretty silly of us to, to um, make people look like Jesus before they give their lives to Jesus. And once you give your life to Jesus, once you share in that gospel, you, your sins are forgiven. Your, your death won't take. And your differences won't divide. That's the full gospel. The full gospel is that Jesus, Jesus created a kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And that kingdom is made out of all sorts of different people. Now, what does the rulers and the authorities and the demons and the, all that have to do with that? Because he mentioned it in that. Two weeks. But this unification matters to God. That's why Jesus says if you're worshiping, you remember about a brother or sister that you have something against. I just misquoted it on purpose because that's what we think it says. Actually, what he says is, you remember that somebody has something against you. Leave the altar and find your brother. 
Go to them. Because what God, what God needs is a united kingdom. Not the united kingdom. But a united collection community of his followers. There may be somebody in here that you need, you need to talk to. It's about time we talk. That may be, may, or maybe you've had that talk and y'all are just like, you sit over there, I'll sit over here. That happens. But look at your worship and God together. Some people's personalities don't mix. That's okay too. But the praise of Jesus can happen no matter what. Together. We're doing this together. You got that um, one person who puts the, the set in the tables out there and they put the silverware in the wrong place. You just go behind them and correct it. It's fine. We're going to do LTC in two weeks, or 10 days. We're going to start that. I'm, I'm, I can guarantee you we're not sticking the landing on that in the first week. We're not going to do it in the first month, probably not the first year. And hopefully, in, if we get down the road, as, as this program develops, we get down the road, and 15 years from now, on the 15th year, we'll be thinking, well, what could we do better now that we didn't do last, last year? Hopefully, we're progressing like that. So when you wander in next Wednesday, or in 10 days, you're like, well, this isn't perfect. Yeah. We know. God has consistently used people who differ from one another, who produce imperfect programs, who fail and, and try again. God has consistently used those people for his glory. And we don't want to stop. Because we want God to use us. And so we are the people of God. Because God made us the people of God. Because Jesus died on the cross and it saved us from our sins. He walked out of the grave and we are resurrected. We too will resurrect from death. And he sits on the throne and we are a united kingdom that follows him without division. If you want to join that, there's so much that can happen to you today if you give your life to Jesus. But please come forward while we stand and sing.